Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi everybody, welcome to Johannesburg. This is The Ruck, the podcast from The Times and The Sunday Times. All the podcasts you may or may not have followed in the past season, they've all given up the ghost, they're not represented in South Africa, they've all retreated to their attics for the summer. Well, it's midwinter here in Johannesburg, it's the Lions Tour, the most bizarre experience any of us have ever been on, but it is from Joburg. We're not guessing, we're on the spot. I've got an absolutely superb panel here, which can only be described as uh, superb. On my left, well, it's not good me telling you that because this <laughs> is a podcast, uh, is David Rogers, the world's most distinguished photographer in rugby. He's been snapping these uh, Lions tours since 1980. How many years is that, Dave? Thirty forty-one years. Forty-one years. He looked old when he started as well. Dave Rogers is with us from Getty Images. Also a real treat, uh, a tabloid giant, uh, not in sort of height terms, but in terms of fame. Johnny Fordham, the rugby correspondent of the Sun. How could you possibly have two better people to discuss this shambles of a tour? God bless the Lions. But Dave, has this been the most weird thing you've ever done? Yeah, it's uh, it seems a bit strange, isn't it? No, I'm you that. <laughs> it is very, very strange. 41 years of covering the Lions. And we have tried to work out the other day, I think it's two years we've spent on Lions tours together, which is, and this is by far the strangest occasion I've ever witnessed. Johnny, um, just talk us through our day yesterday when we had no idea that if the game was going to be on, who they were going to play, who was going to turn up and what would happen. Just give us some memories of the day from the time when the doubts began. Uh, well, blimey, where do you start with that? A, a unique day in it being a uh, another alcohol-free day for a Lions store. Normally, you at least get a, a little glass of cleansing white, South African uh, special for lunch. None of that, obviously, with this, uh, this alcohol ban. So, you know, we, we're battling on. I think it was just after lunchtime that we got the shout that there were five positive COVID tests or COVID tests with close contacts. That then went up to 14. We were already at the stadium by then. Didn't know if there was a game or not. We'd had our COVID tests and uh, yeah, we waited a long, long time for the news. I mean, the Lions weren't even there. They had a race against time. So it was absolute carnage, really. Dave, we've been some great stadiums, but I have to say 
with respect that Ellis Park, when it's empty these days, is a bit of a mausoleum. It's not, it's not, it's seen better days. And to be there last night when they, they did play that absolutely ludicrous, ear-splittingly loud music for no apparent reason in breaks in play, but the stadium seen better days. And yesterday, really, until the, t- the game was definitely on, and even after that, it just had a bizarre atmosphere. It's hard to believe that that venue was this, the venue for the 95 World Cup final. You know, Francois Pina and Nelson Mandela and all that. And, and you know, yesterday, just no atmosphere at all. It's just a weird old place. I remember 1980, they actually took us around that stadium when they were building it. And we thought that was a state-of-the-art stadium. Now it's in just a state. And the art's gone. Photographers, they, they've got all the words, haven't they? Dave, um, in 1980, when you first started on Lions Tours, how did you take photographs? Do you have one of those things where you have to put a black hood over your head? Yeah. And how did you get the pictures back? Yeah, we had those uh, tripods and magnesium flash powder and all that sort of stuff, you know. You've seen Tommy Steele doing his bit, you know. Uh, no, not quite that bad, but we had to... Um, it's a long... It's, I'll shorten this very quickly because you have to blacken out your, your bathroom to make it into a dark room. And we took all our chemicals and paper and enlargers. We would then go to the game, process the films do two 10 by 8 prints, dash off to the main post office in, say, Jeppy Street in Johannesburg. And you wouldn't go down in Jeppy Street, Johannesburg, in these days alone. And then we'd transmit that on a machine called a Muirhead, which was basically the side of a Ford Escort in those days. And that would then trans- transfer a little 5-4 five, four, five, negative to cable and wireless office on the embankment. And my boss in those days would drive down from the Midlands pick up this 5-4 negative, take it round to a lab somewhere, print off 20 prints, and then physically take it to all the newspapers' desks, their picture desks, and say, these are just coming from Joburg. Well, the picture was taken about five hours before that, but it's all changed totally. Johnny, uh, let's bring things up to modern... uh, Let's bring things up to the modern era. Social life on this tour. Joburg is not the most... Uh, capricious and not the most um, the safest place but plenty of opportunities to uh, socialize on this trip or have we all been in our rooms most of the time with no drink no restaurants open no nothing for the benefit of everyone back at home there's been zero socializing so before we came out on this tour we never knew what to expect did we we were being told that we might have to spend all our time in our rooms alone I mean we do have we have breakfast in our rooms alone obviously unless you choose to bunk in with someone else that night so yeah breakfast for one on your own <laughs> and then uh yeah the same for your same for your evening meal sometimes we manage to get a bite to eat outside but uh that's only if we tuck ourselves away in the uh in the uh grand hotel that we're staying in here with no one else in it so it's uh it's a strange strange old tour this is only my second tour so i did new zealand in 2017 which was my first one and we had an absolute hoot over there i mean it was brilliant you know the, the tourism board took us around and you know they showed us everything they treated us like like royalty really they, they really shouldn't have and i'm sure we probably disgraced ourselves along the way but this one is like you say just absolutely like no other and hopefully there's no other one like this as well johnny just tell me this um yesterday we you were we were at this game and you were finding your copy for the sun uh, a Lions game against um, the, the Sharks. Who fair play to them; they really tried hard. And actually, we're we're only teasing a little bit about it. it is a really, really locked down country, but we're not uh, we're not being sniffy about it. We, we we actually feel honoured to be here. But Johnny, yesterday you had this match 
what were your chances of getting a piece in rugby on the front page and back page of the sun? Because there was a, a, a small counter attraction going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, the desk made me feel pretty special yesterday when they asked for 300 words, which for me is actually quite complicated. And it generally takes a long time, probably takes as, as much time as it did to, for Dave to process a photo in a 1980 on his first tour, to be fair. So, I mean, you know what? You know what's going to happen with this tour. It will erupt at some point. I mean, it, it is simmering, if that is the right word, or I don't know if it's simmering or not, but there's there's something bubbling around at the moment. I mean, it is very bizarre being here but it's also actually feels quite special in a way yeah. it feels like because the players when you see the players and you see the you know that sharks game you just mentioned there they were so up for that and they'd only just come out of their rooms they've been in their rooms all day i mean if that was me and someone had just let me out of my room i probably you know i probably wouldn't be bothered to be running around in an empty stadium in a ghost town but you know fair play to them i mean they did put on a show they- and and Dave, um, you were always been quite close to the players because they do they will talk to you, and they basically players don't talk to journalists anymore. But you have to say that we, we're all joking apart. You must have an admiration, or we must have an admiration for the players, the Lions players, for just what Johnny said. They came off the bus and ran straight onto the field. They played with great passion and dedication, but also for 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 the Sharks players because not only did they get beaten, but did their best. They got to come back out again in some shape or form. The same, the same team, or at least the same club, to do it again. So you have to say, people are mocking the tour and saying it should never have taken place. The players would disagree because they are really giving it everything. Yeah, it's a bit of the old uh, sort of keep calm and carry on spirit, isn't it? It's uh, I admire the Sharks are doing it. I mean, they've got to play two two games in what four days? I don't think it's ever happened before that we've played two provincial sides on the Lions tour consecutively. Nineteen ten, I missed that one. I was actually having my hair cut that day, so I couldn't go. I had hair in those. I, I had hair. <laughs> he was a butcher, not a barber. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, I've never known, obviously, since, uh, you know, I've never knew. I didn't even know that, Johnny. So, well done, mate. See, the sun man comes through in the end. I knew he was good at something. He's a statistical genius. Well, we don't want to be controversial, lads, but uh, we, we were informed today that there are people who, and I'm not infringing anything here, who, on the lines too, who came making it clear that they would not vaccinated they were anti-vaxxers so some of them have only had one vaccine uh, some boost some have had none at all dave and johnny this is such a, a tight tour there is it is on the verge of collapse every time and may still collapse let's hope it doesn't but surely is it in infringing personal freedoms to say you must either be vaxxed double or you cannot be a british lion british and irish lion because you could cost us the whole tour well yeah i'm a big believer in the vaccination system they've put in place oh certainly when you get over to over 60 you uh, need all the help you can get to stay alive i just find it a bit strange they don't want it because they could they could have it and pass it on to all their colleagues they're so close together in a in a unit and he takes one and it goes through like wildfire it just seems a bit strange they don't want to do it but they take Every other injection, in a way, cortisone, they have that willy-nilly and play a game, but they won't have something that might save the life. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. 
first major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've seen two games, 50-point thrashings, uh, certain, uh, and, and then the game against Japan, which was just a bizarre thing altogether. How on earth or uh, can Gatland have said that any progress has been made to choose the test team with 50-pointers and really no one under pressure? Yeah, I, d- I don't think he's um, he's massively close right now, and he, he desperately needs these games there. The Sharks game, the second Sharks game, that is that that needs to happen. And when we get down to Cape Town again, there needs to be some kind of test for the players. I think the players that have stood out, obviously, so far, guys like I thought Hamish Watson was fantastic the other night. Obviously, Josh Adams can't stop scoring. I think he's an absolute shoe in for the test side. Van der Merwe, uh against the Sharks, he looked good. He looks decent. He looks like a Gatlin type player. Uh, and there's, there's a few guys that we haven't really seen too much of right now. Robbie Henshaw is obviously injured. Before we came on this tour, we would probably would have put him straight in. And then another guy that probably we would have said, do you know what? He's nowhere near it right now would have been Owen Farrell. But actually, I think that he's starting to show and starting to play like the Owen Farrell that we we all know and have seen for England back in 2019 at uh, the World Cup. So, yeah, there are guys that are definitely putting their hands up. But are, I'm sure there's guys kind of having rough, sleepless nights thinking, how am I supposed to prove myself against such poor opposition? I mean, it is tricky and a couple of the guys have proven that you can do it, but I think that it's going to be, uh, some some decisions are going to be so tight and so tough for them. Yes, I, I think that um, there comes a stage where, I mean, Gatland and Warren Gatland and all the other players, uh, coaches, they're really going to have to go with what they already knew, I think. It is very difficult because the thing is, when, when someone's played magnificently, it is very difficult to validate it as a performance when you're up against someone who's not very good. And and, and again, things are only going to get worse because God bless the, the, the Sharks for coming out again. But if they play the same team, they will be infringing every um, principle of uh, player welfare. And uh, it can only be their second team. The first team lost by 50. So it, it, it is, again, no one is blaming anyone for this. But um, there we go. Dave, um, 
you're closer than anyone to the action. In fact, you're the only person who's really close to the action in on this tour. Who have you seen that was good? Johnny mentioned, quite rightly, Owen Farrell, uh, Hamish Watson, who I, I got huge reservations over. Who have you seen from your vantage point on the touchline? Yeah, well, I do agree with Johnny about Farrell. I think he's played really well. And he's a, he's a leader. You can see that. He actually takes over the leadership. In fact, it, as Johnny just said, he, he shouts more than Ian Henderson did yesterday, sort of sort of motivating the side. I quite like Chris Harris. I, you know, I thought he's played really well since he's, since he's been over here. But it's hard, as Steve just said, it's very hard to judge. That sounds awful, but they're not playing the high standards of teams. In the old days, you'd play... Transvaal, Natal, Western Province, they'd all be stacked with Springbok players or whatever. But now you don't see anybody for ages. That Half of them are kids. The captain, I think, is only just 20 yesterday. I think he played uh, the captain of the Sharks yesterday was 20 years old. Good player, but he's only 20. He's got to take on, the, got to take on again this weekend. They're sort of, I don't know if they're Sharks or the Sharks are going to get eaten this weekend. Makes a bit of a change in South Africa. But uh, but, but it's, it's very hard to see when the opposition is not poor, but not the highest standard you could find. Exactly. And uh, again, it's another aspect of the horrific domination of the test uh, matches in rugby. The great uh, in both sides, uh, both hemispheres, um, when the Southern Hemisphere came to us and vice versa, the, the, some of the games like uh, the Munster, Cardiff, Newport, Lethley, uh, the North of England, some of these games were just fantastic. And can remember even fairly recent Lions tours where those early games, Eastern Province, Western Province, were just phenomenal. And uh, it is such a shame that the Springboks and all the other teams take so many players away into these into these into these really endless um, coaching uh, uh, squad sessions, and they never play for their clubs. I mean, blame me. And, and back in England, when you know Owen Farrell plays one game in three for Saracen, so that, that that's a slightly separate point. Uh, Johnny, so little time left. How do you see the tour going? Um, you've been investigating today the vaccination problems. It will be in the sun uh, as we uh, almost as we speak. Do you think it can go the course? Do you think it will go down to the third test match? Or do you see rocky road between now and then? It's such a, it's the million dollar question, isn't it? Because having spoken to the, the, the Lions suits today, Ben Calverley, the managing director, they're obviously determined to get those tests on those three tests at the end. I mean, financially, those, those games are worth millions and millions of pounds to both South Africa and to the Lions who are in desperate need of the finances. So it's absolutely critical that those tests go ahead, whether or not another game falls by the wayside to accommodate a test match somewhere it possibly could happen I think that um, I think it's going to be the right thing to do to stay in Cape Town to to minimize the COVID risks I mean I, I I don't know whose bright idea it was to come into Hauteng to to Johannesburg and Pretoria where the the pandemic is absolutely raging right now and hospitals are, are full to the brim and you know people are People are dying in, in in rising numbers, so it's um, it, it's a bizarre decision. I mean, I I went down to the coast the other day. I went down to the the home of the sharks in Durban and given a great tour of that that magnificent ground. And obviously, you guys know Kings Park well, and it's got you know steeped in lines history as well. And you think, blimey, look that that the weather's beautiful. It was about twenty degrees. You're by the coast. You can spend your days outside. You can walk along the beach. It's a perfect kind of rugby tour city really i mean in joburg you know you're kind of confined to your hotel there's uh the the altitude issues and and everything else that comes with it which makes it 
obviously daunting to play test matches in but yeah i think i think they've made a mistake by overlooking durban a place where they where they should have been at least once on this tour i know they wanted to minimize travel but if you can go to uh, pretoria and johannesburg then you can jump 50 minutes on a plane to durban i don't see what the problem there is Johnny, it's very interesting you say that. You say that Cape Town is obviously the place to go. Does that mean you'll be in Cape Town all next week? Because there are rumours that certain people, are not mentioning you or anyone in this room, are decamping to the Indian Ocean and the lapping waters and high temperatures of Natal. But anyway, we won't, we won't press you on that one. I, there's been a very kind offer from the Sharks to use, uh, use Kings Park as a base and, uh, and, to, and to work out of and everything else. So... You know, there's plenty of options. It's a Lions tour. You're supposed to be seeing the country, not just uh, not just in Joburg, Pretoria and Cape Town. I mean, any old fool can do that. Yeah, that's a, that's another poignant point because uh, it is a Lions tour, but it's not a Lions tour, uh, uh, as basically, uh, as we all know. I'm going to come to back to Johnny uh, shortly because Johnny uh, came to the Oval Ball game from football and it's really difficult not to ask him about um, which he prefers and also um, it, about England's fantastic achievement last night which every european um, idiot country uh, has taken revenge for brexit by claiming that it wasn't a penalty when england could have won 10 nil anyway but anyway dave just 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 pick out a highlight from us from your 47 lines tours because you you've been uphill and down dale you've been to every small town uh, one horse town in the world watching the lions what was your favorite tour yeah i'm going to tell you that in a second i just really can't Missed the opportunity to reply to Johnny over there. A Lions tour, you normally stay with the Lions. Well, they're on tour and you're running away from them. Anyway, okay. My favorite, I've had two, I've got two favorite Lions tours. You can't, you, your first one's always a favorite because you never know what to expect. And I certainly didn't know what to expect in 1980 in South Africa, apartheid days. And, and it was, it was, um, I won't say fascinating, but it was challenging. And, and we hated the system down here. And we did our bit, I think, a little bit to sort of uh, shine the light on it, uh, the problems down here. But I still enjoy the, the, the place, the people down here are wonderful. But 97 lines too, and the same, both South Africa, 97 as well. There's obviously a common linky. I do come on holiday to South Africa quite a bit, and I should be working for the South African Tourist Board, but I don't. But the 97 was a bit special because they made you part of the tour. And you've got to give... Great credit to, to to Fran Cotton, the manager of the Lions Tour. He just took us all. I mean, made us feel very, very special. And I've never had a game of rugby in my life. I'm not, I'm not that stupid. But I felt as if I played for the Lions on that trip. I didn't, but it was great. I've been on some Lions Tours where it felt like you were playing for the Lions as well, Dave, actually. The, the other thing we should mention is, first of all, obviously listeners to this, and uh, we, we do get huge numbers on Lions and World Cups that uh, god you've been missed horribly i know so many people listening so many we all know friends relatives we know thousands and thousands of people who are going to come down here and half the tour has been taken away in your absence uh it's not a financial thing uh people saved up for years for this and i know people who were well keep the faith um australia's in four years and uh let's hope everything's free then for for free movement and everything so uh, you've been sadly missed, boys and girls, men and women, and um, hopefully you're watching it, and hopefully for you on TV it does come to a conclusion. Just, just mention the oval ball sport. Johnny, um, you sneaked over from uh, for football. Uh, mind you, I don't, you, were, you used to cover a Reading. I'm not quite sure if you call that football. But um, it was a big move for you. Is it, did you find it a cultural shock having to wear smart clothes? And um, 
speak to players more often or have you enjoyed it? Uh, do you buy into rugby sort of atmosphere or basically are you always looking for a job back in football? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, it's been really tricky learning how to use the knife and fork now I've come over to the rugby. Um, do you know, it's interesting, you're, talk, you're talking about, um, Dave talking about there being part of the Lions tour and, and feeling like he was, he, he was a Lion. I mean, so my first football manager was Brendan Rodgers and he was, uh, he just come from, from Watford to Reading and I was working for the Reading Post at the time. And my word, he was the best, best coach I've ever worked with as as a journalist because he was brilliant you know I used to speak to him every other day on the phone it was fantastic and it was a great kind of start in journalism to have that and then working for Reading uh, for the Reading Post it felt like you were kind of part of that as well was, and I absolutely loved that I really did love that Brendan Rogers and Brian McDermott were absolutely fantastic with me and uh, still you know still keep in touch with them and text from time to time which is great so but then yeah to choose between rugby and football I mean look there's things that I absolutely love about football and there's things that I absolutely love about rugby and obviously vice versa I hate them as much as I, I love them at times so yeah the thing about a Lions tour though is that the Lions tour I think is the closest you get to a kind of having a football that big match atmosphere that Wellington game in 2017 second test in New Zealand I mean my word that stadium was shaking Mm. I've never been to a rugby match when the stadium's shaking you know it's it's generally the swing low at Twickenham and and that's about it that's about all you hear but you know the I don't know how many Lions fans were in were in that day 40,000 Lions fans and it felt like you were at a, a football world cup final it was just absolutely incredible I mean Rugby was my sport at school. And I actually uh, hate, hate to admit it, but I actually played at a Berkshire level with James Haskell. And then he went slightly, uh, slightly further up the, uh, the pyramid that I, than I did. But I discovered other things when I was age 16. So, and I was pleased with that. But no, rugby or football. I mean, this Lions tour should have been like, you know, it's, it's like a World Cup. It should have been like that. And you mentioned the such a shame that there's no fans here because it just creates such a fantastic atmosphere and it just makes it, what it is it's just not the same without them it's such an easy thing to say but it's just it's just so so true very well well spoken johnny also you made another point there about uh communication with your football managers i just don't wonder whether it, people out there listening to the rut realize how little communication there is between the professional rugby game and and the media who actually we we may be as ian botham described us a bunch of was it idiots in 30 bob suits or whatever he said but um we are a sort of conduit or we're meant to be a conduit. And that that link is really struggling at the moment because of uh, it's like trying to get a, an audience or information out of the Kremlin, uh, which is really sad. That goes for possibly not the Lions as much as anyone, but um, certainly the national teams and, and clubs. Also, I think with the Lions know exactly where we stood because last night we were rushing back in the car. Basically, it was beyond, it was beyond curfew and... Um, we were we had our passes, but the police didn't know that, and we were expecting to be stopped every minute. So we were driving through the totally deserted streets of this gigantic city, really berating the Lions media setup, the chief executive, the lot of them. It was only later we realized that Johnny had tuned into the post-match media conference and everything we said was booming across Ellis Park. So at least their lines are no longer in any doubt as to where they stand. It's very difficult because we're speaking to you. Uh, you'll be listening to this in the, uh, in the morning on a 
Friday. By that time, maybe there'll be some other scandal or some other thing that um, tries to destroy this tour. Let's hope and pray it goes ahead. I'm going to ask for a god of the tour to date from both Dave and it can be anyone on or off the field. We always finish the reckon this way. A god of the tour from Dave and Johnny. Dave Rogers, who is your god of the tour? That's a tough one, isn't it? God of the tour, so if I was going to be a goddess, it's the lady who brings my breakfast every morning, night on time, and asks me what what eggs, how I want my eggs cooked and all that sort of stuff. She's great. I'd, I've only had one meal in a week with a, somebody else, and that was on the flight over here, so I'm quite happy to have a bit of company. I had some female company today. Yeah, my one of my the girls I coach at Maidenhead Iron Maidens, Rory, her mum lives in Joburg, and we had a very pleasant coffee. Johnny, over to you, tour god of uh, god of the tours to date. It it has to be all my brand new friends at the Sharks uh, for accommodating myself and Gavin Mayers from the Telegraph on Monday this week and showing us around there. Chief Exec Exeter, former player of the Sharks and Beer Ritz as well, were just incredible. He. He welcomed us into the boardroom. He took us around the stadium. He took us on the pitch. He showed us everything. He told us everything. And it was just such a, a lovely, warm welcome from uh, a club and, uh, and a chief executive who'd never spoken, seen or heard about us before until we, um, until we got in touch with him. So that was just absolutely fantastic. And hopefully more of that to come because uh, that's that's what rugby's about, I think. Yeah, and I'm going to go uh, someone obvious, really obvious, really, and that's Warren Gatlin because Warren, uh, he, he, he could be forgiven for taking on a look that was so beleaguered that he was almost unrecognisable. Now and again, you just feel for the guy, he's, he's sort of sweating up and uh, some of the things he's had to go through is unbelievable. But, but actually to... The way he comes up and fronts up and at least gives us a semblance of honesty about the whole thing is just wonderful. But you sense that the players are responding to him as well. We, 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 the Lions are struggling. The rugby is struggling out here. The country is struggling. The economy, the population. But actually, there is something about it. And as Johnny said earlier, it is actually it actually feels a privilege to be here as well as an absolute shambles. And we never know where you are. But there's also something special about being on this Lions tour, just like all the others, but on this one for different reasons. Thanks a million to everyone for listening. We'll be back soon. And we'll be, as as we were today, we'll be coming straight from, I was going to say the horse's mouth, but we'll be straight from the lion's mouth in Joburg and then Cape Town. Wherever they go, we'll be following. Your History is a new podcast brought to you from The Times, and it brings together the real-life stories from our obituaries desk, which have been published for over a century. In this brand new show, we build on this legacy and explore the endlessly fascinating lives who have enriched and informed our own. Join me and our sponsor, Ancestry, as we journey through your history. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like 
you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.